so and uh, people are attacked they're possessed but once you're full of the holy spirit uh, no one can come in because you're safe in god's hands psalms 103 20 bless the lord all his angels of great strength who do his word obedient to his command Logos Talk. Welcome to Logos Talk. For sermons, daily devos, and more resources, visit logosbaptist.church. Welcome to our 10th episode. I'm your hostess, Izet. I'm Pastor Manny, and off camera we have... Hi, I'm John. I'm the audio producer for Logos Talk. For today's topic, we have angels and demons. So, how about we start with explaining what the Bible has to say about angels. Alright, so... The Bible describes angels as spirits, as ministering spirits. Um, they were created by God. They live in the unseen world. We can't see them. But once in a while in the Bible, they show up like the angel Gabriel shows up to Mary. Uh, in the Old Testament, the angel of the Lord shows up. Uh, so angels, the word angel itself means that uh, ministering spirit. Um, now, the Bible says that God has given them power, given them authority, um, there's an angel army. Um, the Bible actually only na only names a few angels, Michael and Gabriel, and uh, Lucifer, who we come to know as Satan. Right. So now that you've mentioned what the Bible says about angels, what's the difference between them and demons? Right. So demons are just fallen angels. Um, the Bible explains how in eternity past there was a cosmic war, how Satan... Uh, created being he did not like being second place to god and he coveted god's authority and power and the bible tells us that um, satan the dragon the serpent all these names for the devil he convinced a third of all the angels to follow him and his rebellion against god and um, that's what we come to know now as uh, demons which means uh, the enemies the word devil itself means our adversary okay so the question we have here says can angels be saved right so um, I know we take this from that question of uh, pray for your enemies and we consider Satan our enemy, right? Although uh, there is a show that you were telling me about earlier that try to portray the devil as not an enemy. Uh, Want to talk a little bit about that? <clears throat> right. So there's a show legit called Lucifer. And I started watching it because it has to do with um, law enforcement because in the show, Lucifer comes from hell and starts working with a detective in Los Angeles. And they start catching bad guys and stuff, which is good. But then there's the backstory of him being Lucifer, his dad, casting him out of um, heaven because he was bad and sent him to rule um, hell. And then Lucifer has a brother. His name is Amenadiel. And he comes and there's just it's all mixed up. And God ha has a wife. And, and the wife comes down and talks to Lucifer. It's just so messed up, like... When all of that started happening, I was like, no, this is so perverted. Like, I cannot be watching this. So I completely cut it off. But there is a new season out in Netflix. We're not advertising it. <laughs> we're not. We're not promoting it. But the reason I ask is because I want to ask uh, as far as the culture. The question is, can angels be saved? And sometimes that comes, that comes from a heart of, well, maybe there can be redemption for Satan, for the enemy. Um, do you see that um, in the upcoming generations? Kind of a twisted view of who the devil is they don't fear him they kind of just 
accept him. Like there was some shoes that came out not that long ago that were the devil shoes. They had human blood in them. They were just super bad and people were just accepting them. Oh yeah, just buy the shoes. They're collectibles. Go ahead. The Mighty Cyrus was wearing them and everyone was just so accepting. But then it's like, you're not seeing what they're promoting, what they're putting out there. Like kids look up to these artists and stuff and to see them just post the devil's shoes is it's just crazy how accepting it they are to it yeah and the bible tells us that satan dresses up masquerades as an angel of light um angels are powerful the bible tells us that one angel was able to overthrow an army of a hundred thousand uh human soldiers and um our great enemy satan he tries to confuse us he tries to downplay who he really is he tries to portray himself as our helper as the light bearer as the morning star, although we know Jesus ultimately calls himself the true morning star. And uh, so this question that was asked was, can angels be saved? And the answer is unequivocally no. There is no salvation for demons that have disobeyed God. And how do we know that? Well, Jesus, when he came to pay the price for our sins, he didn't come to pay for the sins of the devil. He came to pay for the sins of humanity, um, giving us the opportunity. So we're in a very privileged position. Um, should we pray for Satan? We're never commanded in the Bible to pray for Satan. We're commanded to pray for our human uh, adversary, so to speak, for other people, because we bear God's image. And uh, lastly on that, Jesus actually tells us that hell was not meant for us. Hell was meant for Satan and his angels, and they're already condemned. Um, there is no hope for them. Okay, so now we're going to move on to guardian angels. I know my generation is very, oh, there's an angel protecting me. My guardian angel is here today. So what does the Bible have to say about that? So the idea of the guardian angel itself uh, actually comes from um, more of the Catholic religion, the Catholic, uh, Catholic tradition, where they say that everybody has an appointed angel that watches over us and they intercede for us. And um, some people say that, um, well, my parent or my family member died, they became my guardian angel. The Bible doesn't talk about that. It actually says that uh, the Lord is our defender. He's our protector. Angels do come and serve human beings throughout the Bible, but there the Bible doesn't say that there is an assigned angel for every human uh, because God himself is big enough to watch over us. Sometimes they'll take that verse out of context that says that the angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear God, and that's speaking figuratively of all God's people, how angels are supposed to come and serve us in that sense. But uh, nowhere does it say we should pray to angels. Actually, the contrary. In Revelation uh, John is about to fall at the feet of an angel to worship, uh, just being blown away by what he sees. And the angel tells him, don't worship me. I'm a fellow servant just like you. Let's worship God instead. So uh, the Bible, that's what it says about guardian angels. Practically nothing. And there's even movies that say, oh, I died for five minutes and I saw an angel and he told me God loves me and patted me in the back. So... That's all fake. <laughs> yeah, there's stories out there. Uh, I went to heaven, I went to hell for five minutes. And the Bible says this, it's appointed for a man to live once and die once and then the judgment. We don't get a second chance um, to come back. And for sure, angels are not the ones taking us and bringing us back. Right. So how do demons use religion to confuse people? Uh, we actually had this uh, Logos 201 recently. Um, at the church and we talked about how other religions are actually started by demons um, they don't care what you worship as long as it's not god and um, what's the response that you've seen i know some people are not too happy with the kind of stuff we're talking about um, 
as far as other religions. But let me ask you this. In your generation, what are some of the religious movements that are starting to gain traction or that people are being drawn to that's not Christianity? Well, there's just there's a lot, but um, there's like a religion of like prosperity, which is like uh, portrayed as Christianity, but it's prosperity. They go because, oh, you're going to be rich, you're going to be successful, and that's what they want to hear. So, and because they're so accepting to, you know, all of these uh, new communities and organizations that are out there, um, my generation tends to just go and it's like, oh, I'm accepted. God loves me. This is my church. And it's sad to see really because uh, there's false preaching, false teaching, and they just take it in and think it's the truth. Mm-hmm. So that's what, that's a lot of what I see. Some of what we discussed at Logos to One was how some of these religions, uh, world religions, have been started by the founder saying that an angel spoke to them. And the Bible actually says this in Galatians. Sure, even if an angel from heaven comes and speaks to you and preaches something against the gospel, it says they are to be cursed. In other words, um, the Lord later on goes to say, you people did not repent from worshiping angels. In other words, when we follow these false religions or we worship these other gods, what we're really doing is we're worshiping angels which are not to be worshipped. And uh, I think Satan and demons use false religion to confuse people, making them think they can earn heaven. Or what you were saying about prosperity, that the whole point of God is to make you healthy, wealthy, and happy, which is what he tempted Jesus with in the desert. He said, I'll feed you, I'll make you rich, I'll make you famous. And Jesus said, no, only worship God alone. Right. So we're going to send it over to John, who has some questions for us. Okay. Oh, if I can just add... um that thing of when people believe about the universe and all this, how, what would you consider that? Right, so you've heard of this uh, oh. spiritual movement about manifesting and uh, kind of the New Age movement. You want to talk about that? Yeah, there's a lot of praising rocks, and this rock will bring me healthiness, and oh, I'm cured. No, <laughs> there's a lot of that. And uh, actually, some people I grew up with say that, or that reading cards, oh, yeah, you're telling me my future, but it's no no one can tell you the future no one knows the future so there's a lot of that a lot of uh, the universe has blessed me today because i got to work on time no (laughs) my generation would say this that we're spiritual but we're not religious in other words we're open to the spirit world but we're not you know members of a church or a religion and uh, so what i would say to that john would be um, the bible doesn't command us to open up to all spirits it says to open up to the holy spirit Uh, meaning there are spirits out there, but they're not all good. The Bible says test the spirits, see which ones are from God. And uh, ultimately, if we are to become vessels or a home for the Holy Spirit, nobody else can come in. So we're commanded to reject those spirits and pursue God, the Holy Spirit, who lives in us, saves us as Christians. And he's the one that gives us blessing. We don't need to pray to rocks. We know the maker of the universe. Okay, and just one question I want to add. Um, Do... Fallen angels lose some uh, sort of authority uh, given to them by God. Is there like anything like that that the Bible speaks of? So the Bible says that uh, Satan is the little g God of this world. He's the one ruling this world. And we can see what the rule of Satan looks like. Death, decay, destruction. Um, Paul talks about the principalities. He talks about the kingdom in the air. The things. There's this whole kingdom that we can't see. And it's the spirit world. It's the demon's having authority here in the world so they've fallen from being from having access to god from having um 
their role as worshipers of God and ministers uh, to humanity, but they usurp or they take authority that doesn't belong to them, which is ruling this world in a way that they were not intended to. They were supposed to submit to God, and they wanted to become God instead. Okay, well, let's uh, go to the questions here. Uh, the first question we have here is, can angels sin? Right, so uh, Mr. Lucifer in the show there, uh, they try to portray him as a good guy, but does he sin in the show? What do you think? Yes, he actually owns a strip club in the show. <laughs> yeah. Right, so he's not such a nice guy. Um, but to answer a little more seriously, uh, do angels sin? Uh, yes, we call them demons. Um, they're the ones that have fallen. Um, angels, holy angels, who are in God's presence constantly worshiping him, holy, 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 like in Isaiah, uh, they do not sin because what is sin? It's a disobedience to God and they've chosen to obey God. And uh, something we were talking about before the show was it's not so much about can they, it's about will they. Uh, sometimes people ask this question about um, can God lie? Can God do this? And it's not about can he, it's about will he do it? Uh, will he lie? No, it's against his nature. Will an angel uh, disobey or sin against God? No, because in his nature, he wants to obey God. That's why as Christians, when we're made new, can we sin? Yeah. But will we? If we love Jesus, we'll fight it and we'll fight to honor him instead. Uh, the follow-up question is, can demons possess a Christian? Well, that's a big question. Have you heard about that? Yes. From you, actually. <laughs> uh, what do, what do, you, what do you, uh, people in your generation think about that, about being possessed by demons? Um, I, I wouldn't know. I feel like they... They just don't talk about it because um, they kind of just shut off to anything having to do with like Christianity and stuff. So um, I I feel like they know there's demons out there, but they're not like scared of them or um, actually know what these demons can do if they're Christian or not. So uh, the Bible tells us that once the Holy Spirit takes up residence, as I was mentioning earlier, uh, he shuts the door. Nobody else can get in. And you don't see in the New Testament or uh, in God's word a Christian being possessed by a demon, meaning he takes control of your body and of your mind. We do see non-believers um, in the Old Test, in the New Testament, running to Jesus full of demons, and they're losing control of themselves. I've heard stories. Uh, there is a young woman in Washington, in Seattle, Washington. Her name is Annie Lobert, and she runs a ministry called Hookers for Jesus. She used to be a prostitute, and um, she would share her story that. When she was doing all these things for money, she would see demon faces in the men attacking her. Uh, she would feel the attacks telling her, hey, go make all this money. People are going to love you. And she talks about how when she was saved, she was delivered from that. The voices stopped. She stopped seeing those things. Um, so and, uh, people are attacked. They're possessed. But once you're full of the Holy Spirit, uh, no one can come in because you're safe in God's hands. And last thing on that, something that I found interesting this week, I was uh, listening to a sermon, um, having, t and they were explaining a little bit about the end times, about Revelation, and they were talking about uh, Adolf Hitler, how he's a small picture of what the Antichrist is going to look like. And I don't know if you knew this, but uh, Adolf Hitler, he was very deep into um, pagan religion. He thought that uh, the earth was empty, it was hollow, you can look it up, the Hollow Earth Society. They believed that spirit beings lived down there, and if we could access them, then we could start serving them, and then they would give us authority and power. Um, one of the gurus who really influenced Hitler was a Buddhist monk who 
was also a hypnotist and a magician. And um, he writes some stories about Hitler, how Hitler would call him at three in the morning, screaming, cowering in the corner of his room, saying that, I can see him. He's there. He's there. And some have argued that in that moment, Satan himself, not a demon, not a lower angel, but Satan himself was using Hitler for his purposes. And how do we know this? I mean, he slaughtered a lot of people, specifically Jewish people. And Satan has always sought to destroy the Jewish community because um, of the purposes God has for them. So um, if you're a Christian, don't fear. We are safe. But if you're not, uh, be very careful. And it's time to invite the Holy Spirit in. Definitely. Um, just to add on to that, uh, from our day and age, that it's 2021, um, something I see a lot on TikTok uh, I've seen videos of people like that look possessed. Um, they 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 act really um, not normal. <laughs> and I see I just read in the comments people saying like, oh, like they're on drugs. They try to play it off like if it's uh, they're crazy, they're on drugs. Like you know, like they need help or something like that. But I don't know. Like it, in this type of generation, like they play it off as it's nothing and it's it's tough. You know. Yeah, they're so blinded by it that they just oh, it's whatever. And, and somebody once said, the biggest lie Satan was able to tell us and we believed is that he doesn't exist. Okay, so that's a wrap on our 10th episode. Thank you, John. Thank you, Pastor Manny. And thanks for tuning into the Logos Talk podcast. If you have any more questions, send them to us through our social media channels and we'll answer them right here. See you on the next one. The Logos Talk podcast is a ministry of Logos Baptist Church. Our audio director is John Sanchez. Our technical director is Haley De La Fuente.